Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about changing our mind. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so good and that you want good for us. You want us to have your revelation knowledge and even your thinking so that we can come in agreement with you. And we thank you and praise you for teaching us and for loving us. We just give you all the praise and all the glory right now in Jesus' name. God is so good. He's so in love with us and he just wants us to know. He wants us to have understanding. And so today we're just going to receive from him. We're just going to understand. We just thank you and praise you, Lord, that we will have understanding. And I just want to say, you know, to have ears to hear is tending to the word, is on purpose hearing the word of God and learning how to live God's way in his kingdom. That said, I want to read to you Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2 in the Amplified Classic Bible says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after, adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, be changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals, its new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves which is what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, even the thing which is in his sight for you. So he's saying, don't be conformed to this world, this age. You know, when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you're really deciding that you're going to live in heaven on the earth. You're going to change kingdoms. You're going to move from where you are into his kingdom. And as soon as you make that commitment, then really what you do need to do is to change your mind, to come in agreement with Jesus. Jesus said that he's going to get the dead branches off of us in John 15, um, in John 5. John 15, John 15, he's going to get the dead branches off of us and we're going to be in agreement with him. He said, if you agree with me and I agree with you, then ask whatever you will and it'll be granted to you. And when you get what you're asking for, you glorify the father. And so this is the same thing. We have to come in agreement with him. We have to change our mind to think his way. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that's the first thing you want to do is to change your thinking, be like his. Yesterday we talked about him being the word. Jesus is the word of God. God is his word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word is God. And so we got to put that word in our heart day and night, day and night to become in agreement with him, to think his way. When we're thinking his way, then we're going to be living in his kingdom. We're going to have revelation knowledge. We're going to have understanding. And um, we're going to be in agreement with him. And then when we ask what we will, it will be done for us. It says here that you will prove for yourselves what is a good and acceptable, perfect will of God, even the thing in which good and acceptable and perfect in what is perfect in his sight for you. So when you change your mind to think his way, his new ideals, his new attitude, you may you will prove for yourself what is good, what is acceptable, and the perfect will of God. You're just going to know because you know him. When you put the word of God in your heart, you're getting to know God. You're getting revelation knowledge, and you're going to know for yourself. You're not going to have to go to an outside source and say, what does God think? How am I going to do this? But, you know, when Jesus left, he said, it's better that I go and that... Um, God would send his spirit to come and live on the inside of us, and he would be with us all the time. So 
So that's the ideal thing. And so we have to come in agreement with his spirit and he's given us his word to let us know what he thinks. And when you're looking at the word, he's going to elaborate on the things that he says in his word. And you're going to know that it's really him. And so I wanted to read to you in the Message Bible. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. Don't become as well-adjusted to your culture that you, that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down into its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you, and God does do that. He matures you, and, you know, we aren't to fit in with everyone else. When you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, it's a life transformation. You're changing your life to live it His way. You're changing from who you were before to who he is, coming in agreement with him and disconnecting with the world's way of doing it. We are going to look different. We're going to look peculiar. You know, when you do things God's way, the world is just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that that way? You know, when Jesus came, they're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And he taught us. He taught them and some transformed into his way of doing and others did not. And I just want you to know, I just really feel like God is saying that to really emphasize that when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, it's it, it, there's more than that. It's not that you just do nothing and you sit around and wait for him to come. You need to grow up. You need to change your mind. And we just read, God wants to mature you. And he really does do that when you let him. You know, we're just so not taught correctly. When we get born again, you know, we are not taught. And um, I, I just have a couple things going through my mind at the same time. But what I want to say is we got to get taught. And that takes looking at the Word of God. The Holy Spirit in the Amplified Bible it says He's going to be your teacher, your standby, your counselor. He's going to remind you of the things that Jesus said and things to come. And so we need to learn this way of life. That's why you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. When you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you're saying that you want his spirit on the inside of you and he teaches you and you come in agreement with him. And if you don't come in agreement with him, if you refuse his way, then you're really rejecting him. And then on that day, he's going to reject you. But most of us, when we ask Jesus to come in our heart, you know, we want to change, but we just don't get it. We don't understand that we got to change how we think. We don't think the same way we think anymore. And when you start that relationship with him, you're going to find that out. When you hear him talking to you and you're looking at the word of God, you're saying, hey, wait a minute. You know, I'm not to hit that person back. If that person slaps me in the cheek, let him. If he steals from me, give it to him. And you have the Holy Spirit teaching you that in your life while you're living your life. I've had so many times where, you know, people would say to me, why did you allow that person to do that? And I said, just because, 
because I'm not to do anything about it. The word of God says. The word of God says. And so we live by the word of God if we're a Christian. And we can't change what we think or live his way if we don't know what he's thinking. And, you know, of course, he's going to come and he's going to minister to you. He, you know, you're going to hear him talking to you. But you want to change your mind. You want to get to know the word of God. You want to change your mind so that you know what he's thinking. For example, you know, if all of a sudden you have this crisis and um, you need a, a, a healing, you have something going on in your body and you need to be healed. If you have not changed your mind to come in agreement with Jesus, with the word of God, with how God thinks, if you're not in agreement with him, then you're not going to know that, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not going to know that by his stripes you were healed. You're not going to know that. It's not going to be rooted in your heart. If you don't know the word of God is speaking to you and telling you that Jesus took stripes for your healing, in that moment, you're going to have a crisis going on. You're not going to be sure that he's going to heal you. You might have heard that he, that he did and some people got healed, but you're going to be frantic and you're not going to know. You're going to be just winging it and hope that he does. And probably running around from person to person saying, do you think he's going to do this for me? What am I going to do? The doctors can't do anything and on and on and on. You know, um, when my son was born, I heard God tell me I had a relationship with God. But um, as God called it, it was pretty much one sided. He said I was a fair weathered friend. And I think we start out that way because we don't know. And I would run to him when I needed something, and he was always there for me. And um, he, he was this time, too. But, you know, when God gives you revelation knowledge, that is the most awesome thing. And he gave me revelation knowledge. And he said, you can't trust someone you don't know. Because I was saying, God, why haven't you healed him yet? You told me that you were going to. I was expecting you to do this. And why is this? Why hasn't it happened? And he said, you can't trust someone you don't know. He said, you don't know me. He said, you know, you're just hoping and you're thinking. And, you know, really the knowledge of me is far off. We're more, um, you know, what he was really saying is we're more like acquaintances. I mean, we see each other once in a while. You call on me. I'm there for you. You know, you can come to me but you really don't know what I'm thinking. You really don't know what I'm about. And you're really not sure that I'm going to heal him. And so the message was, I had to get to know him. And I started studying and hearing the word and hearing others um, teach the word of God. And actually God gave me someone in particular to listen to. And everything God said to me, this man reiterated, I mean, I got up at three in the morning to get to know God because I had a little girl. I mean, at six o'clock, I needed to watch. And so I got up three hours early to hear God, to get to know him, to spend time with him. He is a relationship. He's a real person. And that's what he was saying to me. You don't even know me. How do you, how do you think you're going to be able to trust me in this kind of a thing? And so I took the time to get to know him. And I found out that he does heal. It is his covenant with us for us to be well. And I didn't really know that before. I was hoping. 
I knew I heard him. You know, I was just living by, um, how do they say, a wing and a prayer. You know, just hoping and praying that he was doing this, he was going to do this. And, you know, asking, <clears throat> excuse me, asking people's opinions. And, you know, that's where I was at. And I know a lot of people are in that same place. You really don't know God, but all of a sudden you had this thing happen. And now you got to quick figure it out. God, quick, are you going to do something? Please. And you know what we do when he does do something? We walk away to our old life again. And you know what else he was saying to me um, is he said, I don't want to just answer this one prayer. I want you to live in all of the promises that I have for you. I want you to be blessed when you come in, blessed when you go out. I want your whole life to be blessed. I want all your dreams to come true. So I want you to like move totally into my kingdom and live where I am and receive from me all the time. And when you know someone, then of course, you know that you can trust them and they're going to give you what you want. It reminds me, I think of in Matthew, where Jesus said to keep on knocking, keep on seeking, and the door will be open to you. And that's what I was doing and how I got this answer. God doesn't hold out on us. He wants us to know. And in, in right before that scripture, it says um, that if you, if, you're, if you know someone and you're knocking on the door, I can't think of exactly how it goes right now, but you're, you know, the guy that um, you know that you can count on is eventually going to come to the door, even if it's in the middle of the night and you're going to open the door. He's going to open the door and and you're asking because you know that he's going to answer the door. If you didn't know him enough to know that he's going to answer the door, you wouldn't stay there and keep knocking. And so God is saying that. Don't give up. Don't walk away, but keep seeking, keep knocking, and know that I'm going to open the door and get to the place where you know that I am going to open the door. You know, I've seen so many times where people just give up on God just because they didn't get it. They didn't have understanding. They didn't know. And so they thought they did everything they were to do, and God was just saying no. And God is not saying no. His word says yes and amen. His answers are yes. Anything according to his will is a yes for you. And all good, all good is his will. Anything that's good, you can know that he wants to give it to you. And so God is saying today, in order to receive from him, you got to know what he's thinking. You got to change your mind to come in agreement with him. You have to believe that his way is a good way, is the best way for you, and is your covenant with him. He is your dad. He's your father. And he created this world for you. He sent his son for you because we couldn't get it right without him. He did everything for us that we needed to have a good life. Jesus said, I came that you may have love. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. And that happens by faith. How do you know what his life life to the full and overflowing is if you don't know him. How do you know what he means? You don't. You have to get to know him. And, you know, God is just beckoning us to get to that place where we know him. He wants to, on that day, say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. He doesn't want to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you who practice lawlessness. I mean, we don't even know his law if we don't know him. We don't know what we're doing right 
or what we're doing wrong if we don't know him. You know, if you live separated from God, you have no idea what he's thinking. You have no idea where he's coming from. And it's so much easier to turn someone away that you don't know. You know, if I know somebody thinks a certain way um, and I have like a little blurred vision of it, but I don't care because I don't want to even deal with that. It's so much easier to say no to that person that I barely know or I don't agree with and I don't give any attention, just kind of keep my head turned away. Then it is to um, say no to somebody that I'm, I know, somebody I know how they feel. I can feel how they feel and I care about how they feel. I, I can't say no to that person. And that person is a person that you're with all the time. If you're with someone all the time, then it's really hard to separate yourself from that person and how they feel, what grieves them, what makes them happy. You're just, you're connected because you care about each other. And that's how your relationship with God is. You're not even going to want to you're not going to want to do what your flesh wants to do. You're not going to live by your feelings. You're going to have that love control because you care about what Jesus cares about. You care about him. You want to be a witness for him. You want to stand up for him. You want to do his will because you care about him. You know, Jesus said the first and most important commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And you do that by giving him your attention. And when you love him with every part of your being, you certainly care about what he cares about. And that's how you're going to live your life. So it's not just a prayer, but it's coming into a major relationship with the God of the universe. And you come into that relationship and you have intimacy. You, you both know how each other feels. You, you know how he, you know, what he's thinking, what makes him happy, and what grieves him. You just know. And you care. And you're connected. And you can't say no to him. <laughs> you can't. And all the things that he does for you just overtake you. And then again, you can't say no to him. Whereas if you keep him, my point is, is, it, is if you keep him afar off, if you don't look at the book, it doesn't bother you, right? Some people say, I don't want to hear that. I want to see that because then it's going to bother me. And we do that with God. I don't do that with God. <laughs> Sometimes like actually this morning he was saying something to me and I'm like, oh man, I didn't want to hear that. I already knew you're going to say that to me, but I don't want to hear that. And you know what he was, he was talking to me about my flesh. You know, my flesh wanted to be doing this thing and, um, I, I knew it was going to actually get to the place where he's, he was going to say, okay, enough of that. And he just grows us up. He matures us to be like him. And so that our life isn't about us and we don't live by how we feel. You know, and I could push that off and I have pushed off that conviction before. But then you just get stuck in that place of immaturity where your life is about you. You love yourself with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. And you get stuck there, and it's an imprisonment that the enemy keeps you in if you let him. And so you want God to go ahead and correct you. 
you know, I do, I love to be corrected because I don't want to be stuck and I don't want to come before him on that day and, and him say to me, well, you know, you disregarded what I said to you. You didn't get it. I was actually not trying to take to you, but give to you. Take from you, but give to you. You know, God says this to me when, he, when he's asking me to give something up. He said, I'm just showing you how not to have a God before me, not to have, have to have anything. You know, I had this friend um, a couple years ago, and he said to me that he didn't want to drink coffee or anything that was addictive because if he ever got on an, on an island, he didn't want to go through withdrawal symptoms. And I thought that was kind of funny, but, you know, that's how we got to be with God. He has to be just the only thing that we have to have because anything before him is something we end up serving. And so if, if it's coffee that you have to have, you know, he's going to ask you to give it up because he doesn't want you to be serving your flesh. He doesn't want your life to be about you. In his kingdom, our life is about him. Um, his mind is on us all the time and our mind is on him all the time. And that's the way it works. And when you get in that place and then if you get sick, if a crisis comes up, you're not going to flip out because you know, you know the guy that's going to take care of it. And you probably knew what was about to happen anyway, because he tells you things to come. And um, so when it actually does happen, it's, it's not a shock. He told you. Um, if you're open to it, you knew, just like I knew this correction was coming up. And sooner or later, I, I'd have to go with it if I wanted to grow up and be like him, be mature like him, and I do. But so, you know, God is not trying to take from us. He's trying to give us. And him as a source, Jesus said, if you do God's way, everything you need is going to be added to you. If you're in agreement with him and he's in agreement with you, then whatever you ask is going to be given, granted to you and you're going to be glorifying the Father and proving to be true disciples of his following him. And so when you get born again, you want to change your mind. Start thinking God's way. And that's how you grow up and that's how you live in his kingdom. And you get to the place where, what did we read? That, read, um, that you're going to know for yourself that his will is good and perfect. No, so many people wonder, well, maybe God doesn't want me well. You know, maybe he wanted me to go through all this for some reason. And they don't know because they don't know him. You know, Jesus said the mysteries of the kingdom of God are revealed to you. And the disciples are asking about a parable. He said the mysteries are revealed to you. And those outside of our circle in the Amplified Classic Bible, it says, that everything will be as a parable. So we're going to get it. He wants us to get it um, when we connect with him, and we will. He doesn't want to be a secret. He doesn't want to be a mystery. He doesn't want to be a fair-weathered friend. He doesn't want to be an acquaintance. He wants you to have a tight relationship with him so you can have understanding. So, you know, if somebody says, well, what are you going to do? Um you're going to instantly say, I'm going to trust Jesus. I already knew this was going to happen. He's taking care of it. I know this is going to happen. I'm just thinking of the time that I went to the gym and I used the restroom. And you probably maybe heard this before, and maybe you didn't. But I think it's a good example. And um, I used the restroom, and there was 
blood in my urine. And I didn't freak out because I know him. And um, I mean, I didn't like notice this, this whole thing going on as it was happening. But kind of like afterwards, I, you know, you ever look back on what you did and like, wow, I grew up. <laughs> and I was thinking that. And I got on the treadmill and I said, God, you know, what's going on? And he said, you're passing a kidney stone. And I said, well, I cast, passed two kidney stones before and there's a lot of pain with that. And he said, I took the pain away from you. Is that okay with you? I said, of course. And so he took the pain away. And then, you know, I went to bed and the next morning I woke up and I was calling those things to be that as though they were. And I was calling that blood to be gone because that's a frightening thing. That was a lot of blood. And so... um I went back to bed a little bit frantic and um, I said, God, I said, what is going on? I was calling this to be gone. He said, you'll have blood in your urine for three days and they'll be gone. And that's exactly what happened. And I wasn't frantic. He told me what was going on and I had a piece about that. And that's the kind of relationship he wants you to have with him where you, you know what's going on. You don't freak out. He tells you things to come. And so when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that's what it's about. It's about a relationship with him, coming in agreement with him, giving up your will, humbling yourself to live the good life. I mean, you're not giving anything up, you're gaining. You're gaining his kingdom. You're living in heaven on the earth. You're gaining his way of doing and being right. And you want to do that. You want to do that. I know you do. And Jesus said that he's knocking at the door of your heart right now. And if you would let him in, if you would invite him, you have to invite him. He's not going to force his will on you. And you invite him to come and live on the inside of you. Then he's going to do that. He's going to come and he's going to be your counselor, your standby. Anything you need, he's going to be there for you. He's never silent. He's always there unless you shut him away. And um, you should know that he bore your sickness when he came. He bore your sickness, your disease, and your sorrow. He hung on the cross for you. He took stripes for your healing. He shed his blood so we can be right with the Father and have everlasting life. And so if you want that life, then all you have to do is ask him to come. Come. You invite him in. He's going to come. He's going to be with you. And he's going to teach you his way. And the thing you got to do is get to know him. Change your mind. Come, in, come into agreement with him and think his way. So would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are wanting to just come and change our life for good. You're just wanting to come and just show us all the good that you have for us. You want us to live in your kingdom in heaven, even right now on the earth. And so we invite you to just come, live on the inside of us, and be our God. We invite you to, to correct us, to mature us, to show us what's right, what's wrong, to, to show us how to live well in your kingdom and all the good that you have for us. We just want to grow up and be like you. We submit to you, and we know that your way is better than our way, and that you came, that we can have life and have it to the fullest. Just receive that. We receive you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer, Jesus is living on the inside of you right now. And he is always going to be there for you. You can call on him day or night. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. And you want to get to know the word of God. And when you know the word of God, 
you're going to more likely know when he's talking to you because it's going to match the word. He's going to be on the inside of you all the time. You're going to be with him all the time. He is so in love with you. So if you said that prayer with me, I'd love it so much if you let me know. Um, I have contact information at the end of my video. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today.